Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Happy and blessed Tuesday, and welcome to episode 466 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, where tonight we are counting down the days, everybody, for baby girl to get here. Right now, we are scheduled for an induction on Thursday evening, and I believe the the going rate for a second child tends to be about somewhere between, I think, 8 and 10 hours, uh, potentially 8 to 10 hours of labor. Obviously, I know that the Lady Freya is going to be hoping for a very quick and safe uh, delivery, but that is coming up, and so Baby Girl will probably be born sometime on Friday, and so because of that, this will be my last uh, dedicated stream for a bit that I can at the very least confirm, uh, as as anyone with children has, has, has known, once you have little ones, once you have uh, little infants and uh, newborns, and of course, having baby Thor, a little toddler, running around. He's turning three in October. Uh, things are going to be a little bit crazy here, so I won't be able to confirm my, when my next stream will be. Obviously, as soon as I am able to, I will absolutely be scheduling them, and I, I don't know exactly how long it could take. And so let's just say that today will probably be the last one for at least a couple of weeks would be have to be my guess, but obviously uh, it could be sooner, it could be later. I will try to keep you all updated with that. Uh, but just know that tonight will probably be the last uh, consistent stream, at least for a little while, and definitely will not be having a Saturday stream this weekend, as you know that will be the day after uh, my daughter is born. And so, yeah, things are getting crazy. Things are getting obviously very, very real. So uh, we'll be talking about that and just a ton of other stuff as we tend to do uh, on tonight's show. We'll talk some just general movies. Also, I, I, I know I talked about it last stream, and if you've been following me on social media, you you know how I feel about this this new app uh, called Criticless that I am just obsessed with. I just, I'm always looking forward to writing my next review because I just love the way that they've set up their system. I did just recently get an update, though, from Blaine. He is uh, the, the head, the creator of this site that apparently someone tried to do a bot attack on the site. And so unfortunately they've had to shut down any web-based signups. So you can still sign up if you download the app on iOS or Android, but if you're trying to uh, if you're trying to join through the browser, it will not allow you. And again, unfortunately they had to because someone was trying to attack the site with, with bots. So I'm glad to hear that he's on top of it and uh, seems like a really cool guy. I'm actually gonna be able to talk to him a little bit tomorrow. So going to kind of, you know, see what's going on, be able to hear a little bit more about what the vision he has for that company and for that site is. It sounds like he is very much dedicated to trying to take it as far as he possibly can go. And so far, it's it's looking really, really good. And again, shout out to the modern major general, uh, Laura, who I know has been also very active on on the platform. It's just been fun. It's just it's kind of revitalized my my fandom and my love of movies and of talking movies. And I think that the themes that the site has and just some of the different metrics it uses are a ton of fun. But anyway, before getting further, please make sure you smash that like button, light up the fire button, Aussie, and smash the rumble button as well. And we'll go ahead and say hello to the people who are in the chat tonight. Starting off first at 4.06, the first comment from Ryan Liu, who didn't want to say hi first. He just wanted to state something, saying, The Marvels has a budget of $130 million. Eh. Nope, that is incorrect. So everyone was kind of running with that early on. Uh, apparently, there's a new Vanity Fair article that has just been released. And in the initial, in the initial release, there was a mention of a $130 million budget. However... 
they've actually since rescinded that number. And so uh, we'll actually go ahead and get started before even going too far in the comments tonight, because that's just the kind of night it's going to be. It's just going to be kind of all over the place. We'll go ahead and talk about it. So here is the article in question. So as you can see, Nia DaCosta, barrier-breaking director of the Marvels, are, navi are navigating the blockbuster machine. So, of course, the, the, the big narrative is going to be focused purely on the race and gender of the director. And it's like, seriously, is, is that seriously where we still are at this time? Like, we can't just talk about, you know, the, the, the very, you know, the merits. You know, we can't talk about, you know, what has she actually done in cinema? No, instead, we're just going to be focusing on, you know, racial identity politics, which is just ridiculous because it demeans the very dignity of the human uh, person. And it goes on here to say, the thing I've been most surprised by lately, says the filmmaker who broke through with the horror hit Candyman, is how much respect I've been getting from these middle-aged white dudes. Again, I think that if anyone who was white were to say that in the opposite direction, you probably wouldn't have it be received very well. And this is, again, kind of the problem that we have in modern day culture is that we just, for some reason, can't actually just talk about things as they are. We can't just talk about the, uh, you know, we can't talk about facts. We can't talk about the quality of a person's character. You know, I always go back to that quote from MLK, right? I wish to live in a country where my children are judged based on the content of their character and not the color of their skin. What's happening in this one? First thing that's mentioned is, oh, barrier breaking. Why? Because she happens to be a black woman. What is she herself talking about? Oh, yeah, well, these white people, they actually like me. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. I think we're kind of missing the forest for the trees here, people. I think we are. But anyway, so the article, right, so initially it had said something to this effect, so I was actually able to find the old edition of the article up on Reddit, because of course Reddit just has everything. So in the uh, subreddit on the box office, as you can see, the initial, the initial reporting said here, DaCosta is also grappling with the breakthroughs she's made, including the fact that at $130 million, The Marvels is the highest budgeted film ever helmed by a black woman. And again, racial politics. That, that should have no bearing on her ability as a director. Why are you even bringing it up? Shouldn't we just talk about what she has done? Like what she has actually brought to the table as a director? Shouldn't that be our focus? And the fact that you bring that up, probably just so that you can mention your friend Ava DuVernay, who, yeah, that's right. Remember the last time? It's like almost as if you're trying to focus on this so much. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah, so what you're saying is that you're reminding us of the last time that a quote unquote woman of color was a director of a $100 million film in a regular time, and that movie sucked. You're trying to say something there? You're trying to prep us for something? I don't know. Uh, what I can say is that that should not matter. The person's race, the person's gender should not matter in any of this. It should simply be, hey, what have they done as a director? What have they been able to actually bring forward? So as you see, right, it says $130 million. Problem is, is that in this new edition of the article, if you go to that same section, oh, wait a minute. As it says right here, DaCosta is also still grappling with the breakthroughs she's made, including the fact that the Marvels is the highest budgeted film ever helmed by a black woman. So notice they've taken out the $130 million number. And so basically it seems that Vanity Fair probably put that number out just as a guess, a a as an estimate. And as soon as they started to realize, ooh, this might not actually be the case, they were very quick to pull that back. And as you can see, even on the subreddit here, I'm glad that they finally actually labeled it this way, film budget contested see comments. And so I imagine because it's contested is the reason why they have pulled that number out. Here's the thing that we have to remember as well. If you go back in time a little bit, just to 2022, remember there was a film called Doctor Strange 2? Remember that 
they said, right, the overall uh, estimates for the budget were $200 million. We found out that the film actually cost $350 million, and then they got roughly a $50 million tax credit and tax write-off from the UK. That's the only reason why we even know they spent this much money on it. So it turns out they spent a $100 million extra on the film versus what the so-called estimates were. So, yeah, spare me the whole, oh, it costs $130 million. No, it doesn't. Someone else randomly commented about that, too, and then also tried to comment about how, oh, she's had all these breakthroughs, and she's been going through all this stuff, and it's like, bro, spare me. <laughs> just just, just spare me. Anyway, wanted to get that out of the way tonight before going any further. We got Orange Air Reviews as a member on the channel. He is also the King Mod, so make sure you follow his instructions. He is awesome. But he will lay down the axe if you misbehave. J.S. Pena, what is going on? Welcome, J.S. Pena. Mr. Roy, hail to you, good sir. Thank you for being here. Is that a is that a guy with two with two little babies? I don't know. I can't I can't tell uh, based on what I'm looking at. But if it is, <laughs> yeah, it's about to get crazy. Uh, Bruce, what's going on, brother? Grump three PO. Sorry, Gump three PO. Apologies. Gump3PO, what's going on? Laura, the modern major general story. What's going on, Laura? We got Wayward Noodle, who is a member on the channel. Hail to you, Wayward Noodle. Keely Chow, what is going on, brother? He says, how are you, Thor and Freya doing? Baby Thor's doing fine. He's he's in bed, uh, you know, struggling to fall asleep as always, but he's doing great. Uh, his, 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 you know, my mom is here currently helping out around the house, and so uh, he's very, very happy that his his grandmother is here. Um, the Lady Frey is also doing as well as one can be when you're this far along in, in pregnancy. Uh, and then goes on to ask, how are you dealing with Gary and as being married? Well, well, seeing that it happened in the UK, and which means, you know, everyone knows that anything that happens in the UK isn't real. Um, yeah, so it's, it's kind of like, you know, if it happens in Disney, right? If it happens in a, in a fantasy world, it doesn't actually exist. It doesn't actually, uh, <laughs> matter in any way. So yeah, because it happened in the UK, um, I don't know what you're talking about, in fact. There, there's nothing to, to even mention. Uh, Wayward Noodle, thanks for tagging. He says, did you see the trailer for Nicolas Cage's new movie coming out, Dream Scenario? It looks good. So I actually saw that. Luckily, I saw that in the live chat before hitting go live. So I had just enough time to look up the trailer and watched it. And yes, I absolutely agree. It looks great. And it's coming from A24. A24 has released a lot of really good films in the past. And this just looks like yet another one. I will say I don't know exactly how to feel about Nicolas Cage's look um, because, I don't know, there's just something about it that comes across as very uh, fake. It just, I, I just, I don't know if it's just I'm not used to seeing him with the bald head and, and the hair along the sides and the makeup and everything. Like, I don't know if it's just I'm not used to seeing him in that specific way or if it's the makeup, right? If it's the hair and makeup that it just doesn't quite look right. It doesn't look settled. It doesn't look uh, complete. So again, I don't know for sure. That's the only real critique I have of it though, because everything else looks really, really good. It's a story uh, based on the trailer is about a guy who is a professor at a college and all of a sudden people start to have, you know, start to have dreams and he happens to be in them. And so it becomes this huge viral thing. And so it seems like it's going to be an interesting commentary on, you know, what it means to have celebrity status, you know, the, the consequences of going viral and things like that. So it looks good. It looks good. Uh, definitely looks like you're going to have a, a very game Nicolas Cage for the film, which is always a good thing. Uh, and if you were here right at the very beginning, then you know there is a giveaway currently going on. Figured why not last stream for a while. 
So I'll be doing a giveaway for a Peanuts movie 4K. So, by the way, shout out to Forever Sci-Fi. Forever Sci-Fi finally got your package in the mail. Thank you very much, good sir. So he sent me three copies of the Peanuts Holiday Collection, the deluxe edition on 4K. So I actually already own this on Blu-ray. I don't own it on 4K, but I'm actually just going to go ahead and give away all three. So again, thank you, Forever Sci-Fi. So three people will be chosen as winners. This has the 4K disc, the Blu-ray disc, and also has digital codes as well. And so it has, it's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, and a Charlie Brown Christmas. And to my knowledge, it has not been edited as they have uh, seemingly done on some of the TV broadcast of at least a couple of the films. So yes, that's what it's being given away right now. So again, check out the instructions on how to enter in. And that's the last I'll mention it until the very end. Um, but uh, three winners will be chosen, and I'll just say, Keely Chow, you entered in correctly, and GMagus76, you also entered in correctly as well. And I'll just mention right now, I've got an entry for Keely Chow, Zane Waters, Miss Minotaka fan, General Wingster, and GMagus76. And uh, again, I'll choose winners at the very end. Let's see, King Kane Rumsky over on Rumble, what's going on, good sir? Says I have to visit my neighbors for about an hour or so. Be strong, I will, King Kane Rumsky. Uh, Amelia Pollard says, I hope you're doing great. Really like your stream. I am a custom artist. Usually work for streamers. I make 2D, 3D anime stuff. Cool. Awesome. Uh, yeah, my email is odinsmoviblog at gmail.com, but I'm not currently looking for anything. So um, <laughs> thank you for, for mentioning, though. Abomination hanging out over on Odyssey. What is going on, Abomination? Thank you, as always, for hanging down the, uh, holding down the fort over there. All right, we got, of course, Miss Minnesota, Miss Minnesota Hockey fan. How about a hockey player? Hail to you. Thanks for being here once again. Keck44, tag to say, I received my plushie set a few weeks ago. Nice. I'm still waiting on mine. It's amazing. All So many people are getting these uh, amazing plushies, and I, I haven't gotten mine yet. <laughs> so I ended up buying two. Um, because I, I got the sample one, of course, initially, so that I could, you know, promote it, look at it, you know, uh, give the give the thumbs up on it. So that, that's currently on my my second smaller Blu-ray shelf, the one that hasn't fallen, the one that hasn't, <laughs> yeah, you know, been destroyed. And so uh, when I get the other two in, my plan was to, I think, I was gonna try to see if anyone in my family wanted one. My family doesn't quite understand the whole YouTube thing. <laughs> it's always funny whenever my parents especially come and they're like, "Hey, uh, so yeah, how's the whole uh, how's the whole YouTube thing going? Whatever it is, it's like, oh yeah, it's it's going great." <laughs> so I, I think I bought I bought a couple because I wanted one to give away because I figured there would there would at least be one person that had either wanted to buy one but couldn't buy one. Or had wanted to buy one and 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 uh, you know had forgotten about it or something. So um, again, I don't have them yet, so there's not going to be a giveaway on that for some time. But anyway, let's see. Ba -ba -ba -da. Ambrose Chamberpot, what's going on? He's a member saying hello and good luck with the baby emoji. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting for sure. Luckily. Um, I will say we're already off to a much better start because keep in mind, you know, baby Thor is turning three in October. You know what was happening three years ago in October, right? COVID. And so we didn't have any family around uh, in the days leading up to, uh, in the weeks, really months leading up to. And though my wife and I are, are introverted people, so we liked actually having, um, a, you know, we liked not having anyone around us at the hospital 
And, you know, we first got back, but we were obviously also like, man, it would have been really nice to have family, you know, before and after settling down. But COVID complicated things, of course. So this is very interesting because it's going to be our first not in like the crazy COVID times. So uh, the fact that my mom can be up helping and then her parents are going to be up also helping and helping to babysit, of course, while while we're away in the hospital. So, yeah, um, it's already off to a much better uh, start in, in that respect. So. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate, though, the the kind words. All right, let's see. Forever Sci-Fi, there he is. Thank you again for sending the uh, the films to give away. Excited to do so. Steven, what's up, brother? Time to say, hope all is well. Sorry to hear you had to cancel last week. Yeah, I, I was uh, feeling sick. I'm still feeling sick. I'm still not quite 100%. A lot better than what I was. The big issue last week was I noticed that because I had that post-nasal drip going that if I had done a stream, I knew I wouldn't have a voice. And I was like, it's really just not worth even trying it when I'm not feeling great already. Add to that, losing my voice before the next day and being a teacher, it would have been complicated. So, yeah. Kimberly G, Killian Shadowcat, what's up, Kimberly G? Howdy, Odin Mods, and chat, howdy to you. Laura says, the question of the stream, obviously, is live or die. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, I know. I know, Laura. And, and Laura knows this because she is the one who sent me uh, again, I, I love Laura. She's the modern major general. She's one of my mods. She's awesome. And she, and I mentioned this a lot, but she was the one that uh, really kind of inspired me to, you know, not only with Clone Wars, but more so especially with Rebels. And she actually sent me Rebels so that I would watch the show. And, and it was great. And I really enjoyed it a lot. And so when, yeah, they announced this show, you know, I guess luckily when the time that they had announced Ahsoka was happening, we had already kind of seen, yeah, you know what, Disney probably not in the you know having the best hands for a project like this, but it is sad still to see a character you know that was very good in the uh, Clone Wars, and I actually did like also in in the Rebels show, just to see them take the character and just just really destroy it in so many ways. I mean, the character of Ahsoka was always inspiring was was always so full of life so full of, of energy and and i can't really blame blame rosario dawson because this is the way that she's being directed we know that rosario dawson can have a lot of life we've seen her do roles like that so it's not her it's the director it's, it's the writer it's dave filoni ultimately right who's like hey, yeah let's let's have older Ahsoka, who didn't finish her training who never you know followed the path of the jedi was very clear about rejecting that path Let's have her be just a completely stoic character with no emotion whatsoever. It's awful. It is so, so bad. And uh, and yeah, for them to bring Anakin back like that, and I know a lot of people got excited, but for me, it's like, look, I, I, I think that there is a special place in my heart for Hayden Christensen as Anakin. I think anyone, though, that's trying to argue that, oh, he was so good as Anakin as if he was a good actor, it's like, I'm sorry, dude, like, just no. Please stop trying to rewrite history. He's he's not a good actor. I think he's an awesome human being. He seems like a very genuinely good person. And so obviously I'm never going to just go out of my way to to attack the guy because he seems like a good guy. And I'm glad that he's gotten kind of getting this bit of a um, you know, of a return, like of a of a of an arc, as it were. Like he's he's getting almost this this hero's journey back home. But that doesn't change the fact that the performances he gave were just not good. That he just doesn't really have a lot of good chops as an actor. At the very least, uh, what he was able to do in in Star Wars. And um, it's just sad that this is what he was given. You know, I was kind of thinking as the show was going on and and thinking about it after for Ahsoka. Man, imagine if they had actually tried. (laughs) 
Imagine if, and again, I know it sounds boring, but imagine that if they decided to actually do the world between worlds in, in a much more, I guess, realistic way where it's actually the world between worlds and not just the, oh, was she dying or, you know, was this a dream? Was this all in her head? You know, who knows? But, you know, and, and they kind of made it very ambiguous in that way. But they actually did it as the the world between worlds. You know, imagine if she and, and Anakin are said talking, having an actual conversation instead of it being this mysterious, like, is it him? Is it not him? Instead, it's like, no, it is him. And he is actually there to to talk to Ahsoka about what is going on and to reveal the things that he's able to reveal. Um, I, I think that that would have been a much better route to go in. But Obviously, they didn't want to go the route of thinking things through. They they were like, no, we, we got to have him be mysterious because then we can have random things happen and, and we can bring them to random events from the Clone Wars and that's going to make people happy. It's going to make the fans happy because of the member berries. And it's like, yeah, it's, it absolutely made some people happy. I know that there are some people who are over the moon with this, but but for me, it's like, no, it's it's cheap pops. And I think that was like Jeremy and Ryan were talking about it, talking about it in this way, talking as like a wrestling analogy. But, but to me, it's like, yeah, but it, at the end of the day, it's still a cheap pop, you know? And it's something where it's not even something that is worth, you know, essentially think of it this way, right? Cheap pops exist in wrestling, meaning if you go to a hometown, you uh, mention the name of the hometown and everyone goes crazy because they love hearing the hometown mentioned, right? But as someone who is an actual fan of, of wrestling, when I see that, it makes me cringe, especially if you see that with... Uh, with heels that are not very good at what they're doing when they're trying to get that cheap heat by, you know, attacking a town, but they're doing it in such a way where it's like, this is just stupid. And so you have to take that into account too, right? It's not just that it's a cheap pop. It's not just that it's member berries. It's also that it's being poorly done. It's being poorly utilized. It's being poorly implemented. And so it just makes you mad. It just makes you frustrated. So, uh, yeah, I know that I'm spending a lot of time on, on this point, but man, Ahsoka is such a, a huge disappointment. What is going on? Welcome back. Super Anime Gamer. Heyo, what is up, my dude? What's up, Super? Been a while. The Morak, what is going on? Steven, tag to say, is it still not worth to watch Ahsoka? So far, I only watched the Anakin scene, and that's it. Based on what I'm hearing a lot, doesn't make sense plot-wise. Yeah, don't watch it. It's not worth it. I, I would say if you care at all about Anakin, you've already seen the best thing. You've already seen the best thing the show has, and it's not even that good in context. Uh, Zane Waters says a boy and a girl perfectly balanced as all things should be. Congratulations. Thank you very much, Zane. I appreciate that very much. Great Woodhead says, hail Odin. I didn't watch Outlaw Johnny Black because the closest theater that was showing it is 19 miles away from my crib. Thank you, Michael Jai White for nothing. Yeah, I, I actually had not heard of Outlaw Johnny Black, so I don't even know what the film is. Uh, 19 miles isn't too bad, though. I know that it's definitely a, a drive, um, so you have to kind of be like open to, to driving distances, I guess. But yeah, I'm sorry to hear that you couldn't see it. Keely says, congratulations on being a father again. Also, no more chick flicks for a while. No, no, no. Uh, the wife and I watched 27 Dresses uh, a few weeks ago, and it was, a, it was a lovely time. Not a good movie, but again, it's typical standard chick flick there. Uh, but uh, no promises. Sahil, what is going on? Thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. Super Anime Gamer, congrats on the baby girl, praying everything goes well. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Zane, what's up, brother? He says, I got my shirt. Oh, yeah, awesome. Glad it got to you, man. Uh, thanks so much for having me on, too. It was great. Finally saw a new movie to discuss now that I'm not a member. The Red Turtle animated, no dialogue, very artsy. Yeah, I remember 
hearing about that when it came out. So I'm actually am somewhat intrigued by that. But yeah, sorry, dude. Yeah, um, you know, unfortunately, I had to, you know, kind of put put a put an end to the dedicated chosen stream. But we were able to get together um, a couple weeks ago, I think. Um, my 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 concept of time is terrible, but I had announced it on the on the chosen uh, Discord, and we were talking through. Uh, we were just having a chat off air, just chat off stream catching up and, and everything like that and everyone that was there seemed to enjoy it seemed seemed to like it felt like there was less pressure and we were still able just to have a good old conversation about stuff so something to think about let's see laura says went to the theater showing of ahsoka and it was fun being with fans but the crowd's reactions were meh also they gave away about 100 extra tickets to the screening dang yeah i mean that kind of to me shows desperation you know, I, I remember back in the day, and I think, Laura, you might remember this, when I, I think I've mentioned it previously on other streams, when I went to Star Wars Celebration in Chicago, I remember, you know, I had gotten a, a ticket to go meet um, Alan Tudyk, and I was so excited because Alan Tudyk, I'm a big fan of his ever since his days on Firefly, and it was really cool. I was very much looking forward to it. I, right before then, decided to go, though, because at that Star Wars celebration, there was a panel for Rebels. It was Remembering Rebels. And I had noticed that there was no planned stream of the event. There wasn't a whole lot being talked about. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go check it out. Um, and I think a lot of it was actually I wanted to see what they were going to say. And I was like, hey, who knows? Maybe they'll announce something like a sequel or something. H had I only known at the time what we would have gotten instead with this live-action Ahsoka, and I, I probably would have... <laughs> been like why are you going to destroy star wars why are you going to destroy ahsoka why are you going to destroy all the things that are good in this world but I, I digress in that way but i remember going and i remember i decided to start just live streaming and i remember you know had a lot less subscribers at the time and i still ended up on that stream from my phone lord knows it wasn't a very you know positive it probably wasn't a very high quality stream from my phone and I remember streaming the panel, and I had about a thousand people watching. And that was the moment I realized, and especially I was in a packed, packed auditorium, right? It was, it was just in a, it was, I was in a, a packed section. And I thought to myself, wow, Rebels really did have such a huge dedicated fan base. And so I can see then why Disney, back when years ago, they decided to green light and, and start the process of creating and making the Ahsoka series why they thought they might have had gold on their hands. But when this is what you give and when everything that's come before it through the Obi-Wan series, through the, the Mandalorian series, the Book of Boba Fett series, like when all of that's what you've been given, why do you think? Like It's not surprising. It shouldn't be surprising that you've now lost so much goodwill. And again, when we talk about the Rebels fans, they were probably the last batch of, you know, all pun intended, the last batch of hardcore fans that you still had available, that that you could have possibly uh, motivated, that you could have possibly um, galvanized, and, and what happened? It, it all fell apart. And again, as as you said, had to give away a hundred extra tickets to the screening. That that to me screams desperation. It really does. Let's see. Abomination over on Odyssey says, "How dare you speak so harshly about the great? What's his face? He Vadered. I know, right? How dare I say anything against?" Uh, Anakin Skywalker. How dare I say anything about Hayden Christensen? Some people, I think, are just way, 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 way too praiseworthy of him. It's like, look, I know that you like him. I know that you like his portrayal of the character, but I I'm sorry, dude. Like, you can't say that it's a good performance. 
I mean, there's a reason why that movie is memed to oblivion. It's for two reasons. One, because much of the acting in it is very, very campy. And two, a lot of the writing is just garbage. It's hilarious. It, it, that's why it's been memed to oblivion. And that's why it's been saved in many ways because of it, right? You underestimate my power. I mean, come on. Come on, people. Let's see. Rob D. Oh, sorry. Steven, do you think Marvel needs to reboot after Secret War? Or do you think Marvel will never reach its peak? It's done. Yeah, I don't think Marvel's going to reach its peak again. It would need to have just a complete reset. And not like a, oh, we're going to have a whole... Uh, Secret War, and we're gonna, you know, you know, kind of pick everything back up, and and then we're gonna have like a timeline reset. No, they need to say, hey, we need to go back to the drawing board, and we need to start making good movies again. Period. And stop. Rob D. Hello, Odin. I can already see Baby Thor explaining to Baby Girl, this is a VHS tape. It's crap. Don't waste your time with it. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know VHS tape yet, uh, in a, in a proper sense, but he will. He will. I, I'm gonna make sure that he is an old. He's an old soul, right? That that he's got, you know, not necessarily an old soul, but he's got old school knowledge, right? That he's got some some old school knowledge that he'll know. And, and this is, again, something that, you know, I'm obviously quite, you know, I say I'm quite young. I think I'm a lot older, but I know that my audience is, again, a very broad spanning uh, age demographic. But I always feel old whenever I ask students, hey, you know the save button in Microsoft Word? What is that? Or I go to it and I'm like, can you tell me what that is? And they're like, it's just a save button. It's like, yeah, but what's the image of? And most of them have no idea what a floppy disk is. <laughs> My son will know. My children will know. They will know that it is still a floppy disk. Back in the day when we could store, what, four megabytes of data on a floppy disk? <laughs> Those were the days. Man. Uh, let's see. Uh, Orange Hour Views, thank you very much for cashing in that member donation, uh, or that, or that member chat. Uh, he's been a member of the Army of Asgard for 38 months. Thank you, brother. Says, movie talk, quite interested if you have seen the movie The Phantom with Billy Zane and Christy Swanson and curious, let's see, of your thoughts on it. Uh, yes, I think, was it, was it called The Phantom or was it just Phantom? Let me look at that up. I think you're right, but let me uh, let me double check. Yeah, the Phantom. You you are correct. Yeah, from 1996, bro. Yes, I have seen this movie, and uh, you know it's sad. Oh man. So one of the many reasons, kind of leading into our, our next topic. Uh, so one of the many reasons why I I just cannot stand uh, IMDb is just look at this. All right, just look at this. The Phantom's 35,000 IMDb scores, five out of ten. How dare you? That's Billy Zane. How dare you five-star Billy Zane? How dare you give him a 50% score? I love the film. I think it's great. I think it's fun. Obviously, I don't think it's a quality movie by any means. It's been many years since I've watched it. Uh, but it was a lot of fun when I when I watched it at the time. But the fun story there is I remember going to see it in theaters because they had one of the coolest movie giveaways. I'm sure everyone has um, you know, stories, right, of the different giveaways that you've gone to and received from movies. They had one of the coolest because they gave away metal skull rings. So a big part of the film, right, is he's got this metal skull ring and it's got, a, a, you know, a power to it. And uh, 
and it's uh, the whole concept of the, of the movie deal deals with skulls and the connections between them uh before you know you had a uh, crystal skull which was just garbage with aliens you had the really cool skulls from from the phantom and it was it was a lot of fun sensei mike bow to your sensei what's up brother how's it going um and so uh yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I'm glad that you brought that one up because it's been a while since I thought about it. I've been wanting to go back and rewatch it. In fact, I bought the Blu-ray of it because it finally got released on Blu-ray a couple years ago, I think, and I still need to watch it. So, um, yeah, I need to I need to figure that out. But actually, let me see. I don't know because uh, on Critic List, I let's see, it is a it is a new platform, and so. Um, I've been the first reviewer on many, many films over there. So yeah, it has not been. It has not been reviewed yet on Critic List, but I will absolutely be adding my review. I need to rewatch it. I want to rewatch it. So I won't be adding that again uh, over there. But uh, Abomination was asking about that. Yeah, right now there's no score. But let me tell you, I have a feeling it's probably going to be a lot higher um, on Critic List than what it would be on IMDb or anywhere else. So anyway... Uh, but also, Abomination also said, doesn't help that the only thing I remember is liar. And I don't like sand. It's coarse, rough, irritating, and it gets everywhere. Exactly. And again, bad writing. Really, really bad writing. Uh, and then goes on to say, reminds me of the meme where person A shows a floppy disk to person B, and person B says, oh, cool. You 3D printed the save icon. Oh, goodness. Wow. That is... Uh, I haven't seen that yet, but that is, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's priceless. Oh, dang. Berg Flicka. Berg. Oh, man. Berg Flicka dropping $200 via Streamlabs. Dang. <laughs> dang, dude. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Berg Flicka. Thank you so much, man. That is so incredibly generous of you. He says, you will be missed. But family first. Yes, indeed. And I always appreciate. That's why I love my Asgardian family. They're the best in the business, best community in the business, because we all have each other's backs. And it's just always so loving and so supportive. And and especially it, it's always so understanding whenever I have to, you know, step away or take a break or, you know, cancel last minute or anything. And so again, I always just appreciate y'all. But seriously, dude, Berg, that's awesome, man. Thank you so very much for that very, very generous again. Two hundy. Two hundy. From Berg Flicka. Appreciate it, dude. You are a legend. Thank you very much, man. I very much appreciate it. And thank you for donating via Streamlabs. YouTube ain't getting none of that. You're awesome, dude. Thank you. All right, let's see. Sorry if you hear my uh, chair squeaking, by the way. I always try to get it in the right, the right height. But if I make it any lower, I feel really, really short. But if I have it at this height, it means that it's slightly just high enough to where it's going to hit um where it's going to it's going to hit the bottom of of my desk and so it's it makes a fun sound or makes a funny sound I should say all right let's see all right sorry I was getting a notification over as I said I'm kind of obsessed I'm kind of I'm kind of obsessed um uh with uh with the with critic lists it's it's a lot of fun uh, Slipping Into the Void just posted a review of Alien. Awesome, awesome channel over there. And uh, Matt Vader. Shout out to him. Salty Nerd Podcast. They're the whole reason why I even found it in the first place. He posted a comment over on the Salty Nerd Podcast group over there. All right. 
Back into the chat. Let's see. Steven had to say, do you think Drew Barrymore is right to film her show during the strike going on? Um, yes and no. Uh, no, because she apologized. And it's no, you don't apologize to the mob. You, you just don't. Um, because ultimately, and, it, and I can understand the argument against it saying, well, is she really doing it for everyone else who has to work and has to get paid? I think that an argument can be made of whether it's for her or whether it's for the rest of her crew. But, you know, going, whether it's Bill Maher or whether it's her, look, at the end of the day, if they want to do a show with without writers, I, I think they should. Because, one, like, this is one of the best ways, like, if I was one of the writers, what I would say is, go ahead and do it, right? If you are that confident in your ability to write and you think you deserve more money and you think you think you deserve more rights or whatever it is that you're trying to fight for, guess what? You would want them to so that they can show the whole world this is what happens when you don't have writers. You want to know why it's bad? Because there are no writers. But part of me wonders if if it's not just about the whole, oh, it's like, was it the scab thing? It's like, oh, they're just a scab, right? They're just someone who who's not playing playing ball, who is kind of throwing everybody else under the bus. Um, and I can understand that to a point. But I think another part of it is, oh, no, don't show them that we're really not needed, <laughs> that we really honestly don't even need uh, to exist for them to be able to do a show, especially when you think about the kind of shows that they're doing, right? When they're talking to their guests, why, why do you need a dedicated writer? Like if you're not doing sketches, which a lot of these people that are coming back aren't doing sketches, aren't doing dedicated monologues even, like that to me is actually even worse because I think it was was a Bill Maher who, you know, he's not even going to have like an opening monologue section. It's like, wait, 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 wait a minute. A second. So you're saying you can't even write your own monologue anymore? Like what, what's the deal? Like what's the, what's the deal, man? Uh, but as far as like the principle of it, I have no problem with it because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you got a lot more people than just the writer working on that show. And it is not fair to the lighting crew, to anyone else who is not a part of your writer's guild, who is not therefore striking for their job to be put in jeopardy and to have disappeared because a big part of the strikes and a big part of most of these goings-ons are the fact that it is an inconsistent job. You're working paycheck to paycheck. Now, again, you're choosing to enter into that life. You know exactly what you're getting into. I could have gone into that life. I, I almost went the route of starting off, you know, in the PA track, being a production assistant, uh, you know, working my way up the chain. But I didn't go the route because I, I remember I went to this this really cool program. It's called like Novak. In, in New Orleans, and it was when the film industry was booming there, not booming nearly as much anymore, but it was booming there. They had just recently had the tax credit passed, and so a lot of production companies were coming in to take advantage of that. And so we had this group, Novak, and they were specifically there to train PAs to, to work on these projects. And I remember going through that process, and I was so happy that we had people that were working in the industry because they made it very clear to us saying, Look, this is not a job that you, you know, you can just casually do. This is going to be something that you're going to have to be ready to do some of the worst thing, like worst jobs. You're going to have to be ready to uh, to have very inconsistent work, to get very, very little pay for a long, long time, and to work your way up. And I was like, look, kudos to anyone where this is their goal and this is their dream in life, but th- that's not worth it to me. I-, I needed to have something guaranteed, and and ultimately. Um, it happened to work out in my life that while that path closed, not too long after the vocation to teach came into my life. 
And I've started to go down that path and I started to say, I do want to pursue a degree in, in theology so that I can uh, so that I can learn more about my subject and also be able to teach it uh, at the high school level. And, and sure enough, that's what I did. And now I've been teaching for, you know, getting very close to 10 years, which is kind of just insane to, to think about and to consider. But uh, yeah, so in general, yeah, I, I have no problem with her starting her show again because you are screwing over the people where, again, they know the risk involved, but when it's something like this where only one, especially specifically just one department is holding everything up, no, I'm sorry, that that's just ridiculous. Fear of FEMA, what's going on? Steven tagged also to say, Taika Waititi Star Wars movie is officially canceled. Do you think Ryan Borsum is next? Uh, again, I, I have not seen any news recently. I don't follow this stuff daily, so... I always take any time that there's a confirmation or a cancellation, I take it with a grain of salt. Because if the words were canceled and you have Taika himself coming out to say, yeah, I'm not doing the movie anymore, that's a cancellation. If you have it where the word is that it's delayed or that it's delayed indefinitely, that is not a cancellation in and of itself. So let's see. Jake and who has been a member for 32 months at the Citizen of Asgard level. Appreciate you being here, man. Uh, Bruce tried to say, what not, uh, what not make it about race? And instead it should be based on person, uh, person of person's ability. Are you crazy or something? Yeah. Am I crazy to think that a person's ability should be what's most important and not their skin color or their gender? Oh, what, what a backwards idea I have. Uh, abomination over on, uh, Odyssey says Ripa just had a video saying Bill Mayer, uh, Bill Maher bent the knee. Yeah. Again, I haven't been following it. Uh, daily, I've not been following it too too closely. I just remember that he had uh, said that he was going to restart it. So if he did bend the knee, that's that's silly. That's ridiculous. Let's see, Rob D. Tony from Deadline better uh, have a nice article prepared in your and Lady Freya's honor. Yeah, I mean they, he better he better be congratulating us this Sunday. I won't have our box office breakdown. I, you know, I, I know that people here like, oh, you won't have a stream. On Saturday, I'm not going to be on Friday Night Tights this week because, again, we'll literally be in the process of, of labor at that point, most likely, if not, you know, enjoying those first uh, few few moments, few hours with, with our daughter. So, yeah, definitely not going to be able to make it on Friday Night Tights. But, yeah, I'm also not going to have a box office breakdown either for Geeks and Gamers or for, for my channel. So, uh, yeah, I'm hoping he does. I'm hoping I can go back in time and I can see a, a nice little dedication to... Uh, to my baby girl. I really do hope. Let's see. Uh, All right. Going through the chats. Let's see. General Wingster, who's a member, says, I finally sat down and watched Nefarious. It was a pretty good thriller and kind of sad that the demon had some good points about morality. Yeah, dude. It it really honestly is good. I I have several copies of that film that I still need to uh, give away. I think I'm going to give that away on Twitter. If I don't do it before baby girl gets here, obviously it will be a little long after that but this film is so good it really honestly is and i remember i had so many doubts about it you all can go back and watch the tape i was like i have no interest no thank you but at the end of the day when i finally decided to go and watch it i i was blown away one by sean patrick flannery who did just such a good such did such a good job on this movie his performance in the film is phenomenal but then also I was just floored by the writing. I was like, man, I, I I never thought I would see one of the more realistic portrayals of uh of possession of 
you know, of influence of, of again, d- demonic influence, especially, and it to be so close to, you know, kind of Catholic theology on it um, to such a degree. So I was very, very impressed by it. And uh, add to that some very good cultural points that are all based in truth and reality. And you've got yourself a great, great film. All right. Let us see. Let's see. Forever Sci-Fi, who's a member, says, I got all four of the plushies a few weeks ago. The Jeremy one kept shilling Nintendo, so I put it away in a box. <laughs> was it like, I like Nintendo. Hi, I like Nintendo. Avatar is such a good movie. <laughs> uh, what's the more recent ones, I guess you could say? Oh, the Super Mario Brothers was so good. <laughs> Oh, he's absolutely going to get nominated for show of the year again. I, I, I just I just love how that's now a thing. I did not expect that last year. And the fact that he got nominated in one was just was just hilarious. Jenna Wingster, plushies are for man babies. How dare you, Wingster? How dare you? Are you are you waiting for yours in the mail then? Is that what I'm gathering from that statement? Jacob Wiseman, what's up? Jenna Wingster, you're going to have lots of fun the next six months. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, it's gonna be interesting because for for Baby Thor, he um, he was very. It was not what I was expecting. So I I was expecting a lot of things to be a lot worse, and and we were very very lucky. We were very very blessed with Baby Thor as a baby, and um, we're hoping that for for Baby Girl, since a lot of this pregnancy is actually very reminiscent of. My wife's pregnancy, as far as, you know, when, when she was, uh, when when her mom was pregnant with her. And so she was kind of telling us, hey, well, you were very similar in this way. And this is the kind of baby that you were. So it's like, we know that's not a guarantee of anything, but we're kind of hoping that maybe there's some similarities there. Um, but we are very much, and I think that's good to go into this. We are very much aware that we were spoiled with baby Thor in a lot of ways. So we're, we're definitely not, uh, we're not going in with rose tinted glasses with this one. Uh, General Wingster, I thought Laura was referencing the new Saw movie coming. Oh, did you? <laughs> ben Dowdy, what is going on? Welcome back. Orange Review says, I'm watching Ahsoka. I find it mindlessly entertaining to a degree, but not real Star Wars. I don't know how you find it entertaining, bro. That thing put me to sleep every time. I have fallen asleep every single episode. In fact, when I was on the Salty Nerd podcast this past Saturday, they were talking about the movie, and I got to a point where I'm like, wait, that happened? Oh, I didn't even realize I fell asleep, but sure enough, I did because I missed the whole end of the episode. So I ended up like randomly rewatching it like two days ago just to see the end. And I'm like, well, didn't miss anything. So that's good. Hamilton Berger. Time to say the real question of the stream is the riddle of the sneaky scuba man. Dive or lie? Huh. Forever sci-fi. Imagine if they had given us the Luke from the Mandalorian instead of Jake. Star Wars would still be a viable IP and not just keys in front of toddlers. It's a good point. Um, however, I would I would correct that to an extent because imagine if they had just given us Luke a- as Luke, right, from the original trilogy. I-, I know what you're trying to say with the Mandalorian, but it's like, no, I don't want to create I don't want a crappy CGI version of Luke. Because that's what we got. I know a lot of people, just similar to how a lot of people were excited for Hayden Christensen to come back. A lot of people were also very excited for um, for the Luke Skywalker uh, moment in in Mandalorian. But I, I was just—I remember when it first happened. I thought, "Wow, this is incredibly forced." 
wow, that looks terrible. And the fact that within like just a few hours, someone on their own home computer and not having millions of dollars like Disney made a better version of that Luke Skywalker. So let's see. Gum3PO, there's a hilarious vid by Grizzy about Chills reacting to Ahsoka Episode 5. Yeah, I think we almost watched that on Friday Night Tights. I don't remember if I was there uh, for when it was watched or if it was watched. Jetta Wingster, I made Odin watch 27 Dresses. No, you didn't. Get out of here. He was crying inside through a forced smile. You're the worst. Great Widow, 27 Dresses is an actual movie title. Yes, it is. I bet you can't guess the plot. <laughs> I bet you can't guess it. Jeremy Zakowski, congrats on the baby girl. I hope that you practice tea time and dress up <laughs> as a princess. Oh, Lord. Yeah, that's like the one thing I'm not quite ready for is when she starts to get, you know, to the toddler, post-toddler era and, and tea parties become uh, a bit of a thing. It, it's just, I don't know. I'm just, at this point, obviously, I'm just so used to baby Thor. And so it's like, I know how to raise a guy. To be honest, and I think anyone, again, with a child, anyone who's had a daughter knows, the one thing I'm actually scared about um, at this point, obviously, I know there's going to be things I will be absolutely terrified of when she gets older. I don't even want to think about that right now. But um, as far as when she's young, I'm terrified of the bathroom situation, to be perfectly honest. Well, because, again, there's just the very practical thing of with guys, you don't have to worry about certain uh, things getting certain places, whereas with girls you do, and it's like, I don't know if I'm quite ready for that one. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm quite ready for that. That's the thing I'm most terrified about, to be perfectly honest, because I'm like, oh boy, what's changing a diaper going to be like? Because it's going to be different. It's going to be different. Uh, Zane, I say, it's pretty bad that Disney is now destroying its own characters. The supposed Ahsoka came from before the buyout. It's still Dave Filoni, who's, not, who's now a huge disappointment. Yeah, I mean, he had so much potential and it's just all, it's all gone down the drain. Sorry, I had to wet my whistle there. Let's see. Laura. Rebels had so many great moments, both funny and dramatic. Maybe someone besides Filoni wrote that dialogue. I, I really, honestly, I kind of hope that's the case. And not that, yeah, at one point Filoni had the capacity to write what we found and what we got in, in Clone Wars and what we got in Rebels. But, and now he's just lost it. Right now, he just doesn't have the capacity. Right, you kind of hope that there's a good explanation. I think ultimately, though, and I guess this is probably just the the lack of hope that I have in in Star Wars now because of it. I just I think it's a fool's errand to think that they honestly that that he honestly um, still has the capacity to write like that. I think he's lost it. I think he got too impacted and too influenced by um, by Kathleen Kennedy by all the other power powers that be at Lucasfilm, and he just doesn't have any more. Miss Metasaka fan, Disney Star Wars is fake. I agree. Orange Chat says, a good example of an old soul would be me, someone who wishes for the simplicity of the old days. Yeah. Gmonkey76, what's up, brother? Do you know the way? I know the way, my friend. Oh, man, that's a throwback. Remember, that used to be something I was saying all the time. General Wingster, Odin's disc be flopping in the wind. Get out of here. Get out of here. You nasty. Daniel hanging out over on Odyssey. What's going on, brother? Having a burger, but will baby Thor and baby name to be determined know about both kinds of floppy disks? Probably not, because even I don't have the exact reference uh, between the difference. That's something I, I could easily look up. Maybe at one point I knew. The only knowledge that I had was when we got our first home computer, I was playing 
Oh, we had Brain Quest on floppy disk. We had... Um, oh, was that on floppy disk or was that on, on CD? I think it was on floppy disk. We had a uh, Arthur game. So you got to play. It was like an ice cream uh, run. You had to do like math or spelling or something. And at the very end, you got to choose your ice cream flavor and everything. It was so much fun. Uh, but uh, that that's the only thing I can think of as far as kinds of floppy disks. I was using pretty much just a standard one. Joey Horn, maybe now with Ahsoka being released, Filoni will finally stop pushing that character. Yeah, I mean, especially now that the show has some of the worst, based on what I've been hearing, some of the worst ratings on Disney Plus, based on at least the metrics we have available to us. But um, yeah, and again, Sensei Mike was here earlier. Again, bow to your Sensei, uh, Bruce. Live action Star Wars isn't Star Wars. I'll never watch them. I don't blame you. Bruce then says, except Rogue One. No, 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 no. Look, I understand. Rogue One's got some cool things. Here's the thing. All right, the Darth Vader moment was just totally shoehorned in. They're like, oh, we don't really have any cool things going on. Hey, let's bring Darth Vader in. Okay. And now, the the thing that most people remember about that movie is that scene. That, that to me, tells you that the film just had no reason to exist. The only other thing I can contemplate uh, having any positive vibes towards, to be honest, would be the character played by Donnie Yen and, and his counterpart. They, they were the only interesting characters in addition to the was it was it uh was k2so in that or am i thinking of solo whichever one had k2so scott mckenzie blessings on you and your you're an expanding family thank you scott mckenzie appreciate that brother brother in christ nick brone what's up hail to you zane says speaking of quality shows versus shows you enjoy i just came across thunder in paradise a TV show starring Hulk Hogan and Chris Lemon, son of Jack Lemon. It's terrible, but I love it. Interesting. Didn't realize Hulk Hogan was uh, doing stuff. Is that like a newer show or is that an older show? Man. Ambrose Chamberpot. Barry Moore backtracked and paused the show. Ugh. That, that to me, I have no respect for her at that point then. Bruce says, my chair is a 35-year-old executive chair that doubles as a cat scratch post. I recently put a chair cover over it, and now they love it even more. Of course they do. It's like an invitation in many ways, right? It's like a, it's like a, it's like a darn invitation. Bruce says it's a moot point now. They both backed out of doing their show. Oh, okay. So I, I think I had heard about, at least had heard about the apology video given by, um, given by what's her name, but. Uh, Again, it's Barrymore, Drew Barrymore. And, but I did not know that uh, Bill Maher had backed out. That's just, uh, yeah, no respect. No respect for them. Uh, let's see. Brent uh, Twankin. Brent, what's up, brother? Thank you for the $5. Super chat says, congrats on the baby girl. God bless. God bless you, dude. And thank you very much for that super chat, man. Appreciate it. Bruce says, sorry for my typo. Yeah, how dare you? You average patriot nerd. Hail chat. Been listening while I drive. Hey. Glad to hear. Glad to hear you're listening. Nick Brown. Disprove made a video about how various celebs bent the knee once they show how they came after Drew Barrymore. And it's not surprising. A lot of these people have no backbone. Right? A lot of these people have no backbone. They they have no actual principles, no morals to stand on. And so the first sign of, of trouble, the first sign of any issues, they they immediately back down. 
I can't say I'm I'm really all that surprised by it. Forever Sci-Fi. Jeremy is our favorite shill. He is. Amber's Chamber Pot. Super Mario was a... <laughs> Super Mario was so good. Odin, 744 Eastern Time. Yeah, you know what I was doing. I like your sarcastic addition there. Uh, I was doing an impression of Jeremy. Leave me alone. <laughs> Let's see. Zane says, I'm more and more convinced Lucas had more say in the Clone Wars. It's the only explanation for how it went downhill so fast under Filoni. It's hard to say. I mean, because the final season of Clone Wars was not under Lucas. And it ended up being uh, pretty good. Now, I don't know. Wasn't it that some of the stories were already written or something like that? Maybe that was under... I, I honestly forget uh, some, all of the... Um, all of the behind-the-scenes stuff with the final season of Clone Wars, but uh, I don't know. Rob D. Oh, and you're never going to be able to find your keys, wallet, or phone once the new baby is born. I wouldn't say that. I, I never had that issue with baby Thor, so. Uh, Brightbird85, hi. I just like people who's who who are so private that they don't want people in their inner circle to pray for them when they're feeling sick my mom is like that, and it's a stupid attitude to have. I don't understand the context of that. I'm sorry to hear that that happened, Brightburn, but um, I'm just very confused by that context. Laura, Rebels has a number of people listed as writers. Yeah, I, I guess one could say that maybe there are. I think ultimately, though, if we're going to look at the show, the showrunner is Filoni. So... According to that, then he would ultimately have to have the final say. And uh, either he is being complicit by allowing it to happen and not saying anything, or he's active in the actual uh, creation of the show. Bruce, just FYI, it wasn't the Vader moment that makes me like the move, but it didn't hurt. Okay. All right. Hey, respect, brother. Respect. Zane says, Thunder in Paradise is from 1994. Reminds me of the days from my youth. Sigh, the 90s. Ah, yes. The good old 90s. The good old 90s. Let's see. Orange Hat says, I don't even know what the Drew Barrymore thing is. What happened in the TLDR? Yeah. yeah. Master of Gaming member for two months. Citizen of Asgard level feet. Appreciate you, Master of Gaming, for being a member for two months. Master Gaming, the Exodus Believer is a religious experience. I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, seriously. I uh, <laughs> just have no interest, man. appreciate the sarcasm, though. Uh, Gum3PO, funny how The View has escaped criticism for doing their show. I know. And then again, it's like, well, I guess they're saying that, uh, that they never had writers and it's all of them. And so, you know what? Hey, at least we know who to blame. At least we know who is the source of all that is terrible with that show. <laughs> all right let's see brightburn 85 oh boy what in the heck's going on here brightburn what happened brother sorry i distrust your opinion when it comes to matt reeves batman because it is better than batman begins and there's no more of this approach burden had where he wanted to give bats his privacy Bro, what the heck are you talking about? I feel like I'm having a moment like <laughs> is this going to become another like channel meme and channel history meme 
when someone randomly brought up the sub-Saharan slave trade. It's like, wait, why are we talking about the Batman right now? Like, that is completely out of nowhere, Brightburn. And what, what do you mean you distrust my opinion? Is there a reason you have to distrust it? I mean, if you're talking on paper, Batman Begins is factually a better movie. It is significantly better of a it's a significantly better movie. Dude, the, the Batman, let's just talk about the Batman for a second, okay? If you want to talk about why the Batman is bad, we have no further to go than the character of the Riddler. Now, many of you will know, if you've watched my channel for a long time, and many of you have, that I am a huge fan of Paul freaking Dano. That's why I always have to say with his name, Paul freaking Dano, because he's great. I'm excited for Dumb Money, a film coming out soon, because he's in it. I was so excited for this movie with him in it because I'm like, he's going to play Riddler? That dude can act. That dude's going to be awesome. And what did Matt Reeves do? What, what did they do with the story of that film? They turned him into an alt-right incel. Hey, guys. Sorry I haven't been around. Hey, guys. Spare me. I'm so sick and tired I'm so sick and tired of the simps for the Batman. I'm so sick and tired of it. Look, if you enjoyed it, hey, I can't take away your enjoyment. And I'm not trying to take away your enjoyment. But you came in and randomly brought up the Batman and said you distrust my opinion because you think the film is better. I'm sorry, dude. The one piece of evidence that I need to show you why that's not the case is the entire character of how they presented the Riddler. Hey, guys. Get out of here with that nonsense, brother. What happened? I feel like you used to be someone. I feel like you used to be someone I could trust. I feel like you used to be someone I could go to in the comments and and not have to worry. Like, oh man, what's he saying now? Gosh. Anyway, Master of Gaming, are you going to review God's Not Dead, Unplanned, and the Expendables tril trilogy on Cricket List? That's a very random selection of films. Um, probably won't do anything with God's Not Dead. I just don't like those movies in general. Not even enough to. <laughs> To, to write a, a review on critic list for. Um, and then the expendables, I, I only would probably review the first one. Um, there are a lot of other films I've already seen that I would want to review first. Um, mostly from, from major franchises, um, especially amongst the DCEU movies, speaking of the Batman, because uh, yeah. So on, on, on cricket, on, on critic list. So I guess I can also uh, bring that up. If you've not joined critic list, I, I recommend it. It's a lot of fun. I'm not sponsored by them. So full transparency, no sponsorship. I just really enjoy it. I, I got recommended this by the Salty Nerd crew. They are going to be sponsored, uh, is what they said, in October by them. And as soon as they talked about it, though, and I started to play around with it, I loved it. And I thought it was great. Um, but uh, it, it's been so much fun. Uh, but there are so many other things that I would probably look to uh, look to doing. But anyway, got 46 reviews over there right now. And I've been the first to review several several movies. But yeah, this thing has been tons of fun. So some of my recent reviews uh, uh, for Thor Love and Thunder. It's a heinous movie. It's awful. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, also heinous. Um, I, I did not review the American Nightmare documentary, but I highly recommend this specific review from Wine, Wine Fiend because it, it's I think it's pretty spot on. It's a pretty good documentary. The ending sucks, though. And that the writing of the WWE ultimately destroys it. Gave a bogus review for Game of Thrones because, look, a lot of the series is great. Like uh, the vast majority of the show is really, really good and solid. But we know that the quality drops off in those last seasons. And 
that last season by far is some of the worst television I think I've ever seen. And it just destroys all the characters, all the narratives, and it makes the entire, all the time that you invest in the show completely worthless. So the only reason why the show is not a, a one star, or in this case, uh, as the rating system goes over on critic list, it's the only reason why it's not a heinous show is because those first seasons really are pretty good. Um, I also gave a rad review to Heels, which is also a very good show. The problem is I have with the show is that there is a lot of uh, a lot of sex in the first season, especially, um, and it's just unnecessary. Like it, it serves no, it serves nothing to the plot at all. And uh, it's just awful in that way. But um, the show itself, the characters and the writing otherwise are great. That's why it's sad that, unfortunately, they have so much of that nonsense going on in the first season especially. But anyway, yeah, check out Critic List. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, though, um, if you try to sign up via your browser, they shut that down because apparently someone tried to attack the site with bots. So if you want to sign up, you'll have to sign up using the app on Android or iOS. But it's a lot of fun. Follow me over there. And I, I plan to, it's again, it's something cool because I've never been excited to write reviews because I hate writing. I look forward to any review I write over there. I'm like, I want to write another review right now. <laughs> it's because it's just, it's just so much fun. All right. And back into the YouTube chat. Let us see. Amber Stamperpot says, thank you. I thought it was just me who didn't appreciate the Batman. And again, look, if you liked it. I don't want to take that away from you. Sorry, I'm still a little sick, so I got a little bit of the stuff he knows. Um, but ultimately, if you're going to come in here and you're going to try to claim something is better than something else, it's like, no, bro. I'm not going to let that happen. I That's not how we play the game here, okay? Let's see. Here we go. Laura, the Holy Roman Empire was neither holy nor Roman. Discuss. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Linda Richmond. I'm going to give you a topic. Rhode Island is neither a road nor an island. Discuss. So good. Abomination says, and you're not sponsored? I know. <laughs> I'm totally shilling for this site. But I'm, I'm again, full transparency, I, I, I am not sponsored. Um, I, I've said this before. If they, if they decide to and they want to sponsor me, I'd probably be like, sure. Um, I don't know if I would necessarily, you know... <laughs> play the game as well as some other creators would when it comes to sponsorships but i'd be like bro yeah let's 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 do this because it's it's again it's a lot of fun and as i said i am going to be talking with the uh the ceo i i don't know exactly the full title but the creator the mind behind it uh tomorrow by the way tomorrow after i have that conversation with the guy who runs uh, who runs critic list i'll be having the monthly podcast the exclusive podcast for members. So it's any membership tier now on YouTube, on the uh, on Patreon, on Subscribestar. And I just posted the the link. I just posted the Q&A post earlier. So you'll find the Q&A post on Patreon and in the Discord. Uh, that way I don't have to worry about checking a thousand locations. Oh, wait, I also checked it on, sorry. I also posted it on the YouTube channel. So if you go to the uh, community tab, if you're a member on YouTube, and you go to the community tab, you'll see that post there. Leave some comments. I am going to be joined by the lovely Michelle of Force of Light Entertainment once again. So if you have any questions for us, go check that out. So again, you have the ability to ask questions for that uh, for this month's episode. Master Gaming says, Odin, what do you think of John Della Rosa's videos on Netflix's One Piece? I haven't watched them. I, I have no time to watch a lot of extra content. So 
Hamilton Burger. But Matt Reeves made Felicity, so he must be a genius. Of course. Big Brone, the voice impressions are spot on. I'm glad. I, I, I think I've had a lot of practice because that's just how bad it is. Uh, the Morak, thank you very much for that. Oh, man, very generous. Uh, the Morak for the $20 super chat says, Congratulations on the new life. Pick out something nice for your daughter. I thank you very much, Morak. I absolutely will. And I very much appreciate that. General Wingster says, Hey, guys, it's Paul freaking Dano. I haven't talked to a woman in five years because they scare me. <laughs> that's, pretty much, that's pretty much what he says. That's that's pretty much what he said. Obviously, he doesn't go that route with it, but it's like, bro, you're clearly trying to make Riddler now into an alt-right, gun-toting extremist, and oh, it's just it's so bad. It really is. Like, and I I was like, I was very much on the edge with the movie. I was like, there's some things I'm really liking. I, I thought that the presentation of Batman, for instance, was cool. The issue I think is that the people that are really like obsessed with the film. That's the parts they like. And they're like, but these things are so good. It's like, yes, I'm not going to deny that a lot of the moments that you like are really good and are great. But you can't just take that in isolation. You got to take the whole movie as a movie. And and you have to recognize that when your key villain has that kind of a backstory, there's, there's not a lot you can do to, to, to redeem that, guys. Let's see. Laura says, you know, I love Rogue One. Favorite moment was the battle of Scarif and all K2SO scenes. Yeah, I, I do know that. And I also like K2SO. Um, and going back to the talk on Rebels, I mentioned I had gone to the Rebels panel and had uh, streamed that event and got again, about a thousand people watching. It was kind of crazy. But I also stayed for the whole panel. Initially, I was only going to stay for half because I had to get to my uh, to the pictures I had signed up for to meet Alan Tudyk. I missed that. Um, and it was sad because I had no time uh, for the rest of my time up in Chicago for that. I had no time to, um, there was no other time slot to get to be able to meet Malin Tudyk. So I was able to finally meet him though, but I had to trade in the photos I'd gotten and they were luckily, uh, luckily I was able to tra- trade those in for, for an autograph. And it was actually cool. I got to have a conversation with, with Alan Tudyk and I had mentioned, um, uh, you know, who to write out the autograph to, and I had mentioned to write it out to my dogs. Uh, so I actually, obviously to, to my wife, um, but also to my dogs. And we started talking about dogs, and he had said that he also has, uh, he had also had mutts, he had also had rescues. And uh, so we got to connect on that level. But it was awesome because he was able to write the quote from from the film where he says, congratulations, you're being rescued. It's like, ah. Oh. So... Yeah, Alan Tudyk, definitely, I was already a big fan of his, but he, like, went up another level that day uh, with the the the, the, the connection to, to the love of dogs. Uh, yeah, again, Morak, thank you so much, man. Master Gaming says, are you going to call your daughter Hella or Valkyrie? I, I don't know of either. I'm not saying right now which what name I will say. Um, it may not be that at all. Um, there, there's a lot of other potentialities. It's not going to be as one-to-one as baby Thor most likely and it's mostly just because there's just a lot of other issues with some of the other names but we'll, we'll see the wife and I are, are planning uh to talk about that in addition to of course her, her real name <laughs> we haven't even decided on that yet so but we we have a list we have a list we've narrowed it down Ambrose says Agatha from Viking series I don't know 
Joey's movie blog. I watched Ahsoka and I've never seen so much gray fog and stale acting in the whole galaxy. Agreed. It's so stale. General Wingster. So you're saying it's all about the game and how you play it. Yes, I'm saying it's all about the game and how you play it. I wish I could do the actual voice of Motorhead. I can't, as you can plainly tell. Uh, but man, Triple H's theme song, so good. Fair sci-fi. Sorry, Odin, you're not eligible for Shill of the Year. Quit trying to outshill Jeremy. Dang it. <sighs> I guess I have to I have to find a movie. How can I find a film I can shill about as much as Jeremy has shilled about Super Mario Brothers and Oh, I also remember uh he went real hard for the uh oh my goodness. The Chris Pratt movie. The Tomorrow War. M- remember when he went he was oh he was so big into the Tomorrow War and the argument I kept hearing from so many people not just him but so many people was it's not woke and I'm like that doesn't make it good <laughs> we have to raise our standards people <laughs> oh man let's see uh, King Aid Rumshki over on Rumble says do you plan on writing reviews during Freya's labor dude King Aid Rumshki brother it's so funny that you mentioned that because I know you mean that as a joke but I was actually thinking about it because I'm like look labor the first time it took a long time and there was uh, there were moments where where she tried to you know you know get some sleep and uh, when things were going a, a lot slower than what we thought so she was trying to get as much you know sleep as she possibly could. So there might actually be times uh, where I have where I have a little bit of free time, and you know, as long as there's nothing that I'm supposed to be doing, uh, then maybe maybe you'll start to get. And that's the one the one real downside right now to critic list is that you get notified like no other. Um, if you follow anybody, it's only if you follow people. But if you follow people, you'll get notified every time they post a review. So. I was driving some of the salty nerds crazy because during the salty Saturday stream, I was like, oh, I need to review this and review this. So I was doing very quick, like, all right, I'm going to put my score and then I'm going to add the other details later. And so they literally started getting their phones blown up like every like minute of like a new review, a new review, a new review. Um, and uh, it was just really, really funny to <laughs> to see their reaction on that. So, yeah, maybe, maybe. You you could potentially see that. <laughs> I knew it. Yes. Only if there's time. Only if there's time. Daniel. What's up, brother? Over on Odyssey says, those 50s and 60s epics are worth shilling about. Oh, agreed. I mean, look, it's easy to shill about the greatest films of all time. No doubt about it. I mean, if we're to go in that direction, I would go with my top films of all time. Films like Casablanca, 12 Angry Men, It's a Wonderful Life, uh, the Back to the Future trilogy, of course, amongst many others. So, yeah, it's not hard to shill. It's more of like what makes it a shill to me, because obviously I know that the, the definition of shilling is when you are just going in, you know, so much more than what you really should for first, you know, for when you're basically praising a film that at the end of the day is mediocre at best. That that to me is like kind of like the modern day concept of shilling. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know if there's one necessarily that I would consider myself to be i mean you could argue that i'm shilling i've shilled for someone mentioned in the chat nefarious dude i've already you know shilled i've I've given away like four or five copies of the movie i've i've anytime someone brings it up i always say it's a great film watch it so yeah 
Uh, Abomination over on Odyssey says, Thoraline, like Coraline. I see what you did there. Yeah, I don't know. I probably would rather go Coraline because then I can do the whole Coral, 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 Coral. <laughs> what you do, Coral? What you do, Coral? I love that meme so much from The Walking Dead. <laughs> Let's see. Jenna Wakester. Michelle is on. Awesome. Someone hot to look at. Sorry, Odin. Jenna Wakester. How dare you? She's a human being. She is not a piece of food. Food is hot. People are beautiful. All right? Get it right, Jenna Wingster. Get it right. And I want to take this moment, because of Wingster's clearly problematic comments, I want to apologize on behalf of all women out there, uh, anyone who's ever been wronged in their life, uh, for people like General Wingster. How dare you? Favorite sci-fi. Alan Tudyk's best role is Hey Hey, the rooster from Moana. Dude, Alan Tudyk has some of the coolest voice acting credits you've ever seen. My favorite, though, is his work in Zootopia. So, Baby Thor, as you all know, is obsessed with movies, which I'm, of course, very happy about. Uh, He's already seen several films countless times. I wish I was making this up. I think he's seen the original, the OG Star Wars films, at least 25 times a piece. Uh, that's just, again, the way he rolls. Don't, and also keep in mind too, we only let him watch things on weekends. <laughs> so we, we watch a lot of movies on the weekends. Um, but, uh, in that movie, so that's kind of his new favorite. One of his new favorites is Zootopia. But in that, Alan Tudyk does the voice for a weasel. And it's hilarious because he had also at one point done the voice work for a character in Frozen. And in Frozen, he played the Duke of Wesselton. And so the whole concept of the film in, in Frozen and his character is that they're constantly mispronouncing his name. And they keep saying, oh, yeah, it's the deep, it's the Duke of Weaseltown. And he's like, it's Wesselton. So in Zootopia, he plays a weasel. And instead, he is <laughs> his name and his last name is Weaselton. And so he corrects them to say, it's not Weselton, it's Weaselton. And I'm like, that is brilliant. I don't know if Alan Tudyk came up with that idea or if the writers of Utopia brought it up. But it's like, that's a great callback. It is such a great callback. Um, and uh, it's great. That's one of my wife and I's favorite moment because we're like, it's Alan Tudyk and he does such a great job. Even with such a, it's such a small role in, in Zootopia, but he makes it big. He makes it worth, worth watching. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Nefarious is great. Bruce says, wait, what? Is there a rule accepting you from getting an award? No, not at all. It was uh, someone else said that I uh, that I wouldn't get it. So, let's see. Cthulhu says, review of what? Is there anything decent coming out for the next two months? Hello? Um, yes, uh, at least I think it is. Uh, the film Dumb Money. Looks really, really good. I'm very much looking forward to it. Now, whether it's going to be good or not, I don't know. But I sure hope it is. The sad thing for me is that, and again, I say sad, but obviously, if there's anything that's going to keep me from watching a movie, the birth of my daughter is the best thing that could possibly happen, and it's just like no contest at all, but one of the things is is it's getting the limited release, Dumb Money's limited release is this Thursday when uh, when my wife right now is scheduled to, to start labor, so yeah, 
not going to have a chance to go see it this Thursday. And I think it's it's only going to be in very limited uh, theaters anyway. So it's not like I could see it. I think the wide release is going to be next week. And obviously, that probably will still be too soon for me to see anything. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, Dumb Money looks like it'll be good. Uh, let's see. Bruce says, I shill for children of men whenever the opportunity comes up. Dude, the, the movie's amazing. The movie is phenomenal. If you have not seen Children of Men, watch it. It's great. And I honestly think there's a lot of things in that movie. If you look at the world today, you're like, hmm, are we going in that route? General Wingster, that's exactly something an ugly person would say. Odin, how dare you, Wingster? Are you calling me ugly? How dare you? I hate you. King Henry Rumsky over on Rumble says, who is this Michelle Wingster speaks of? Was she on Baywatch? That's Michelle of Forest of Light Entertainment. Get your head out of the gutter, King Henry Rumsky. And instead, if you remember, again, go to the community tab on YouTube. You'll find the Q&A post to ask any questions of me or of Michelle for the podcast that we'll be recording tomorrow. And if you are on Patreon, it's posted there. And if you're on Subscribestar or anywhere else, that I can't think of at the moment. There is a so uh, there is a uh, post on the Q and A section of the Discord. Uh, Joey's movie vlog says you turned me into a leave no trace shill. It's a great film to shill for, and that's that's not even not shilling. It's just a great film. That might actually be the next film I review on on Critic List because man, such a great movie. Bruce Tudyk's role in Rogue One is one of the reasons I like the movie. Oh, absolutely. Again, his role and his voice acting for K2SO, that's the best character. And that's why it was hilarious when Andor came out. And I was like, why are you making a show about Andor? He's the most boring character in Rogue One. If you should be making a show about anyone, it's K2SO. And he was maybe in it for a couple seconds or at the very least the the kind of robot that K2SO is was in it. It was, it was stupid. Hammondberger, thanks for apologizing on behalf of all women. All women owed us an apology. They know what they did. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you caught that. <laughs> I speak for all women when I say this. Uh, Steven says, honestly, what does future live stream schedule look like? Thank you again for your commitment. I'm going to miss you. I, I don't know. Again, uh, Steven, as I said at the very beginning of the stream, I cannot confirm. Um, what I can say is that my plan is to go back to Tuesday, Saturday. Like, I have no plans to change the days. It's just I don't know when I can go back to that schedule. And because there will be days I'll miss, I don't know if I'm going to decide to to make it up on a day that happens to work or not. My end goal once things settle down is to settle back into the to the Tuesday, uh, Saturday schedule. But again, we'll have to get there. And as you all know, you know, family comes first. Let's see. Orange Hair Reviews. Your thoughts on Alan Tudyk character Dutch in Transformers 3? I thought he played a great gay German. I didn't see Transformers 3. And if I did, I think I blotted it out of my memory. So I have no thoughts on it. <laughs> I can't speak to it at this point. Kigan Rumsky over on Rumble says, Tudyk's best role was the pirate in Dodgeball. Oh, yeah. Dodgeball is a great film, too. It's so funny because there's so many of those movies from that time was that the early, was it called the aughts or something? Early 2000s? Is that when that film came out? And there were so many that came out from very, a lot of the same actors were were kind of in these movies. And they were all really funny. Dodgeball was one of the best of the bunch, though. Such a good one. I I, I thought Ben Stiller's role was, was probably better, though. 
Jody loves Chachi. So good. So good. But Alan Tudyk's pirate is great. Steve the pirate. Gar. So good. Let's see. Keely Chow. Agree. Family comes first. Always. Joe Winkster. Odin, I'm in labor. Nah, fam. I got to see Paul freaking Dano. Yeah, my wife would kill me. Uh... As I've always said several times, happy wife, happy life. And so, uh, yeah, if I were ever to even play at that, oh, no. No, no, no. I, I could not play at that at all because uh, even joking about it would, would probably get me killed. <laughs> oh, man. Nah, fam. I got to go see Paul freaking Dano. Well, it is Paul freaking Dano. It's so funny, though, because I was talking about it last night with with my mom and my wife, and uh, she brought it up because she said, oh, I think I saw – she was like, yeah, I saw – she loves Instagram. So she's like, oh, yeah, I saw that on Instagram, and my thought immediately was, hey, that's Paul freaking dead. I'm like, yes, this is why I love you. This is why – this is why we are married. This is why we we are about to have our second of you know two beautiful children together. Um, and so I was like, yes, she knows, she understands, she gets it. Gotta always say Paul. So now in her head, every time she sees his name, she immediately thanks Paul freaking Dana. And I'm I'm hoping that I've also led led y'all to think the same thing. Steven says, do you have uh, more kids in the future? Still undecided. Congrats, by the way. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, I mean. I'm I'm very much of the mindset of as many children as God blesses me with is what is what it'll be. Uh, my wife is not nearly as as open in that way, so uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Orange Hat says Odin's future schedule. Yesterday is history, tomorrow is history, but today is a gift. That's why it's called present. Ah, I love it. I I like it's. There's another line about that from. It's a great video called. Uh, worst voice acting in video game history. It's like top 50 and it's so freaking funny. And there's a great line in one of the games where it's like, um, tomorrow is history today. Today is tomorrow's history or something like that. Uh, and it's so funny. I recommend looking that up though. It's, it's was on YouTube for years. I, I assume it's still on YouTube. 50 worst voice acting video game. One of the favorites is at the end. It was like, Ugh, Dennis, bleh, bleh, help me, Dennis. Barbie's like, what are these games even about? Like, I all all I get from some of them are just these one lines. And I'm immediately I'm intrigued. I'm like, man, what are these games? What is their purpose? What <laughs> What is the motivation behind it? Oh, man, oh, man. Better writing than Ahsoka Abomination. Oh, absolutely. So much better. Some of those lines are so much better, for sure. Uh, Kitty Chow says, Alan Tudyk did a great job voice acting Green Arrow and Young Justice and Injustice got among us. I mean, Alan Tudyk's a great voice actor. I mean, he's a great actor, great voice actor. The dude's got it. The, the dude's legit. He is one of the few legit guys out there. Remember Sci-Fi, I think by Transformers 3, I was actively cheering on the Decepticons to take out uh, the, Whitwicky, the, the Whitwicky family. Oh, dang. Some harsh stuff there. Uh, are you ready for the hurricane? Yes, King Kane Ramsky. Absolutely. All right, I'm going to go ahead and pick some winners of the giveaway that was active for the stream. So it's now closed. Uh, hopefully, the winners are still here. If you are one of the winners, you will have to claim your prize or another winner will be chosen. But uh, for those that missed it, that's why it's great to be here early. 
So I have three copies of the Peanuts Holiday Collection Special on 4K. Shout out to Forever Sci-Fi for sending those out. So let us see. Our first winner is G Monkey 76. Claim your prize, G Monkey 76. Claim your prize. Claim your prize, good show. As we wait for him to claim the prize, let's go back in the chat. Hamilton Berger, Alan Tudyk's best role was as a gay German in 28 Days. Wait a minute. Was that the horror film? Like the 28 Days? Oh, no, I'm thinking of 28 Days Later. I haven't seen 28 Days. Immediately my mind goes to 28 Days Later. That's a great, that's a great film, by the way. A great like a zombie horror uh, thriller. Uh, 28 Days and 28 Weeks both are very, very good. Um, very underrated, I would say. I got into a random kick last year, I think it was, where I was watching a bunch of zombie films. And I don't know if it all stemmed because I had watched Train to Busan and it was so good. But anyway. All right, boom, G-Monkey. He is here. Same address. Awesome, brother. Awesome. Um, let's see. Our next winner is uh, awesome. Zane Waters. Zane, claim your prize. Zane, claim your prize. Or or give it up to someone else if you are not here. We'll wait a couple couple moments here. Let's see. Hamilton Burger says 28 Days is the one where Sandra Bullock goes into rehab. No, I haven't seen that one. Zane is here. Awesome, brother. Awesome. I assume the same address, but obviously confirm that. Boom, Zane is here. Claimed. So that means we've got one more copy of the Peanuts Holiday Collection on 4K to give away. And our last winner is Bruce. Bruce, claim your prize, Bruce. Oh, man. The man, the myth, the legend, Bruce, is here, I think. He's been here the whole time. Zane, same address, just got the shirt the other day. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I remember you said you were wearing it. I obviously, I always want to double check. I always want to. Bruce says, prize claimed, same address, boom. All three have been given away. Awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. So thank you again for everyone who entered in. And uh, better luck next time. But with all of that being said, that's going to be it for me, ladies and gentlemen, because my voice is tired. I'm going to need to get some ice cream, probably in the form of a delicious shake. Got some cookies and cream ice cream. Put a little, just one little extra Oreo in there. Some some milk, some, some chocolate syrup. Oh, it is delightful. It is delicious. But anyway, this has been so much fun, everybody. And again, thank you so very much to everyone that donated. Berg Flicka, who dropped the 200 earlier, dude. Thank you so very much. Uh, shout out, of course, also to the member chats and also to the other uh, super chats as well. So to Orange Chat Reviews, uh, to JKBuck76, to Berg Flicka, of course, to Brent Twan Quinn, uh, uh, to the Master of Gaming, and to the Morak. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you so very much for, uh, for y'all's generosity. It always just means the world to me. And uh, to everyone else. Thank you for being in the chat. This has always been a lot of fun. And again, this is not a goodbye. This is just a see you soon. We'll, we'll see what happens uh, <laughs> as far as when. But yeah, uh, baby girl, she is on the way. 
and she will uh, be here sometime on Friday. So obviously, uh, when I have time to to update y'all on things, I will, of course, do that. But just keep in mind, I will not be on Friday Night Titus this week because baby will be in the process of being born. Uh, and uh, no stream Saturday, of course. And I don't know exactly when I will be back. So uh, no box office breakdown. I will probably be able to get a box office preview video out. Um, if not tomorrow, then Thursday. Since it won't be until Thursday evening that we we head over to the hospital. So uh, expect a box office preview. If I'm able to pre-record anything, I will try my best. Um but if not, hey, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on my Discord server. If you want to find a link to that, check out the top link in the video description below to find links to all the different places to follow me. Also, check out the new site, Criticless. Uh, again, Criticless is a lot of fun, and I've been posting a lot of reviews over there, and it's a really cool community, growing, thriving. Uh, you can't sign up on the site right now because of bots, but you can sign up if you get the Android or iOS app and... Uh, See y'all over there. But Bruce, thank you. Do let us know when the baby comes. I will do my best. I will obviously do my best. Uh, will you be in the chat, Keely? Uh, for Friday Night Tights, I don't know. Probably not. Again, I'll probably be busy. Um, but if it's one of those moments where there's a lull and I have the chance to be in the chat, then 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 I might. But obviously, I can't promise anything <laughs> because that ultimately comes first. Kimberly G, may Freya's labors go smoothly. Thank you very much, Kimberly G. I appreciate that. Uh, very, very kind words there. Um, let us see. Uh, Keely says, thanks for a great stream. Thank you. Ambrose, brother, you'll you'll win someday. All right? You'll win someday. Um, uh, so I appreciate you still always always coming back. Keck44, good night to you. Forever Sci-Fi, best wishes to you and your family as it expands. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Heartbreak Ridge, sorry I could not touch you earlier, but hail. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks to King and Rumshki over on Rumble to Abomination and Daniel over on Odyssey. Uh, General Wingster, see you Saturday, Odin. I see what you did there. Uh, Wayward Noodle, thank you very much for the congrats. Damn Neighbor, thank you for the congrats. Gmonk76, thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, you'll do what you can when you can do it. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Odin Clan, thank you very much for the prayers. Kek44. Anyway, that's going to be it for me, everybody. I am exhausted. You guys are great. Keep you updated when I can. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. Thank you again for the very, very many kind words. Shout out, of course, to Orange High Reviews and to Laura for holding down the fort as uh, as the mod gang. You guys are awesome. And as always, God bless. <laughs>